Moon Knight, Season 1, Episode 5. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel Plus, the podcast devoted solely to the Disney Plus Marvel series. My name is Brett Scott, I am your host, and this is the show. And this might be the quickest intro I've ever done. Today, we have an awesome guest. He's back for his third time on Marvel Plus. I'm talking about screenwriter, actually all things writer extraordinaire, Ken Jansen's. It's always a great conversation. I love having Ken on because he has the insight into what it's like to write this stuff. Like, not necessarily the Disney plus Marvel series, but he's written screenplays, he's written comic books, he's written um, feature films. This dude's done it all when it comes to writing, and he's a mover and shaker. He's making things happen. Um, you'll hear him talk about it a little bit in, in the conversation today. But yes, love having Ken on. Um, and this today's episode is no exception. Really great conversation I had with him. I uh, can't wait for you guys to hear it. Let's jump on in with screenwriter extraordinaire Ken Jansen's. Extraordinaire Ken Jansen's. How are you, buddy? Good. You're still going with that moniker? I. It's the best one. It's the best description of Ken Jansen's. You're the only person I know who's like screenwriter comic writer, um, feature film writer. So that's what you are from now on. Okay. Sounds good. Until you come up with a better moniker, that's what it's going to be. Sure. Sounds good. So, well, what's going on, man? Like in the screenwriting business, what, what are you, what are you up to? Uh, right now I just, uh, signed a contract for a, a web series, but can't really say anything about it right now, but that's pretty exciting. I'm excited to do that. Uh, we're doing a, did a, Currently doing a pitch for a series to Netflix. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So, a couple things that are in the starting stages, but that can't really go into much. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Comic books, nothing right now. I'm just, we just finished off the last issue of Hindsight for the before the uh, the trade comes out. So, uh, that's how does that How does that work with comic book writing? Are you... Were you writing up until recently, like month to month putting that out, or was it all done like way in advance and then it just comes out month to month? I wrote it each one individually, the first six issues, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, because the artist has a day job, so it would take like two to three months to do it. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably write an issue every two to three months and then mm -hmm. take time to get done. I, I haven't written an uh, issue of uh, Hindsight, I think, since – Probably the last year, the end of last year or something like that. Ah, so so it's like by the time it's coming out now, it's like you wrote this stuff a long time ago. You came up with these ideas even further back than that. Oh, yeah. The idea, a lot of the ideas came like a decade ago. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but for actually writing the scripts. Yeah, I don't I haven't written one this year yet for that. So, OK, any um, any other things that you're thinking about doing in the comic book side of things? Do you have any other ideas for books? Only about like ninety. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, and it's all about I got like stuff done by some artists, but then of course, the artists 
need to get paid and only certain places get paid and other places say, well, you get paid with the profits since you're like, well, then I can't have this artist do right. 80 pages for, for the profits that they're promising. So that, so yeah. So I got a bunch of stuff in the pocket and trying to sell the places, but uh, yeah, it takes time and it takes, uh, it just takes finding the right person that is going to say yes. So what's harder to sell a screenplay or, or like a script for a series or a comic book? Uh, series and like a screenplay. Like comic books would probably be the easiest and it's super hard. Mm. <laughs> so that gives you an indication. Like you're talking, oh, one in a hundred versus a one in a thousand. Still ah. really, really bad odds regardless. But, uh, yeah. Occasionally you can, you can break in and hopefully you can build momentum and, uh, yeah. And then hopefully you can get stuff made, which is really, really cool when you get to see it done. Yeah. I, I've heard, I mean, just, kind of anecdotally i've heard other people kind of discuss this like just the whole process of like you have so many things you might work on a project create an entire thing it's ready to go it's promised that it's going to happen and then it never happens and then you can't do anything with it because maybe like a studio has it now or something like that you ever you ever run into anything like that oh yeah yeah i finished a novel about my second novel about two or three years ago and it's still it's out of place but it's still getting COVID didn't help, right? So everything got pushed back and pushed back. So hopefully mm-hmm. I can see it come out this year. But, uh, yeah, just keep waiting to see when it does. And Hindsight is the name of the six-issue series that you wrote? Yes, it's a 12-issue miniseries. But, yeah, the first trade is six issues. So we got okay. that. And then and so, hopefully so – oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just say, so you did write the whole 12 already is what you're saying. Uh, no, I plotted out the whole 12, but I've written the first six. And, okay. And, uh, okay. There's, there's going to so, be a break, and hopefully we can get back to it uh, soon. Gotcha. All right. So you will write the next ones later, like the next yeah. six will come in. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Where can people find that? That's at Heavy Metal Magazine. Uh, they got a comic book uh, company called Virus Comics. You just go to the Heavy Metal uh, website, and you can you can find it there. Okay, cool. Cool, yeah. cool. And you said it's coming out in trade. Are you like a physical trade paperback? Yeah, yeah. So the six issue comes out, and then I guess they wait two months or something like that, then they'll release all of it in in a trade. So. And where, like, where can people pick up the trade? Do they have to order it somewhere, or will it be in stores? Like, that's a good question. I assume. Well, you can order anything from the site, but as for yeah. being in stores, that's I'm not exactly sure how that's all going down. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, listen, man, you haven't been on the show since, I think, what if it was the last time you were on? Was was I on for what if? I yeah, I think on. you came. I think you were on for what if, were you not? We, you came on. I did two shows. I did Loki. Yeah. Ah, oh, wait a minute. I thought you came on for what if. I thought you were here for the roundtable for what if. No, oh, okay. No. <laughs> was, what if, was what if the last one? No, Hawkeye was the last one. Yeah. Shoot. Okay, I know it came from Loki and the Loki Roundtable, like, but now I can't remember. I don't. And then, Fal- uh, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Did I? That, that's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh shoot, man, my memory's so bad. Obviously, mine's no better. I I swore because it. I get. I forget who all was on the because you know what if it was nine episodes. Yeah. And it was like a lot of people, and most of them didn't come back for the Roundtable because that that'd be a lot of people, nine people. Um. But, yeah, okay, so the last time then was Loki, and I do remember talking to you about Loki early on. It was, like, the first or second episode, something like that. Uh, yes, something like that, yeah. 
So this is kind of cool. We get we get to talk about something a little closer to the end too. Like, um, that's different because we used to do a lot of uh, postulating on everything that's going to possibly happen, and now now yeah. we've got five episodes to figure out. Right. I guess although the way it leaves out, well, I don't want to jump ahead, but go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I I, I get what you're saying though. It's like. It, even with knowing all that we know already, there's still a lot to speculate about. I know. It is crazy. So how, how have you been enjoying this series so far then in comparison to maybe the other series, at least as much as you can judge with five episodes? It's probably one of my favorites. It's, it's up there. I think uh, Hawkeye took over Loki for me as my favorite. And then, uh, but this is really good. I have affinity for Moon Knight. When I was like, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old, uh, someone came with, to my house with a stack of 25 Moon Knight comics, like his first ongoing series. And oh, so nice. I, read, I read through those, and uh, that was before the whole multiple personality or, or DID, uh, dissociative uh, identity disorder stuff came mm-hmm. into play. But I've always had a infinity. I've always liked the, the ground-level characters, and so I've always liked him. Uh, so, yeah, watching this, I just think they're doing a really good job, both in the – the the plot itself and then all the themes they're going through, especially in this last episode. I've just, yeah, I've mm-hmm. been really enjoying it. I don't know if I enjoy it more than Hawkeye, but it, it's up there. Yeah. Well, what's cool is I feel like the series are so different in terms of what they do, like what they're playing around with. Yeah. Like Hawkeye is legit just a grounded superhero film, no powers, no nothing. And this one is like, there's some powers element here. There's some supernatural, you know, there's, there's a lot more stuff. It's like a mix. And so, it's hard to even compare the two because one literally is just like it's like watching Daredevil or Punisher or something like that, yeah. and the other is like something we haven't even seen yet. You know, like I, I would compare it somewhat to WandaVision, and I'll get to that in this episode where part of it actually reminded me of WandaVision, okay. but, but it's not that either because there's like it, it's not about I don't know. There's a lot of play in the mind, but there's no he's not at like this super powerful flying you know character who can shoot glowing balls through the air like this is not a this is not an issue it's not that no but both dealt with what's real and what's not right so there's all yes. about a reality you're watching so you're going okay this is mm-hmm. and i think moonlight takes it a step farther because you've even watched this last episode yes and you're like okay but what p- part of it was the real part I, yeah but yeah but i think they hawkeye is kind of in the same vein as captain uh winter soldier and uh yeah, uh, um, Falcon, and then Wanda's kind of like Hawk, uh, Moon Knight, and then you've got, uh, I guess, uh, what if kind of came off of Loki, so they've kind of got the whole multiverse thing going. So it's almost like they've got he has a comp- uh, companion yeah. series going on. Yeah, for sure. But I also feel like they're all unique enough that it's not like, oh, this is just a copy of that. Like no, this no. is Moon Knight's still wildly different from WandaVision. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I was getting at before. Is like as much as it plays with these ideas of um, mental illness and yeah. dealing with depression and dealing with trauma and because basically WandaVision was about trauma and how she dealt yeah. with it. And um, in this, like I said, in this episode specifically, they, they really do do something similar to that. Like take a look at that trauma, much yeah. like they did in episode eight of WandaVision. Yeah. But um, so you already had some idea of this character then at least, what you read in the, in the old version of Moon Knight before they introduced all this stuff. So is it at all the same, or is it just a wildly different story now that they retconned it? It's a lot. I've been actually reading most of his stuff on and off for years, and there have been storylines more recently that deal more with 
the Egyptian part, the, the mental illness part, the is this real or is this not uh, psych ward stuff. So they're like taking a, a lot from the comics, different different eras of his life. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they're taking a lot from it. So they're doing a really good job keeping up uh, with all that stuff that's coming to the comic books, but putting it together, making it their own, even taking it a step further. So I'm just yeah, I'm pretty impressed. Like, but, yeah. Part, like most of the origin stuff is like similar, like mm-hmm. what happens in the, in the desert, the shooting up and the shoot up and then going and getting the powers and, and, and yeah. his cast of characters. Uh, I mean, they've changed the name of his love interest uh, in this. I'm not sure why, but, uh, but most of that stuff's the same too. So yeah, a lot of stuff's the same. Yeah. I feel like that's, that is pretty impressive considering that, it is kind of convoluted comic book wise, right? They've got this story, then they go back and they retcon this whole idea of like who he is, bring in these different personalities. Like, and so I imagine putting together the MCU's definitive moon Knight story, that would be a difficult task to be like, what do we keep from this? What is more like, do we do just what the comics did and say, well, this isn't what we're not going with this. We're going with this, you know, this new take. But instead, it's like they're doing a little bit of a mix of the two. Yeah. They've stitched together, like, all the best parts and then also made it something of their own. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, whoever the main writer is. I, I'm not sure if it's more of an auteur writer or if it's a, a big room or whatever, but the, they're keeping mm-hmm. it on on track to be really well thought out. So I'm, I'm impressed. And it's kind of interesting you were talking about the first episode. It's really gutsy to have the almost the entire first episode be not the actual character like yeah it's 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 a uh, one of his multiple personalities it's not the main character through the that entire episode that's pretty i was pretty gutsy yeah and i think that was that that's smart as hell really when it comes yeah. down to it because it's like it's not something you're used to seeing right like in a story you're right it usually it's going to introduce you to the real person or whatever then it's going to go off and into these different things but them doing that it made it such a more interesting yeah series to watch it wasn't straightforward it's it's still not straightforward it's it's wildly like what the hell is going on here i love that even with this episode and so many times throughout they kind of told us like back and forth they're like okay this is what's really going on and then they they, they zip you right back to no 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 that that's not real this is what's really happening and as much as we can glean i would say like i pretty much believe that the idea that he's in the afterlife now and um, trying to balance his scales and going back through his his past and stuff, I feel like that's what's really happening. The and, and yes, the psych ward is maybe his way of finding his way through that, right, and making sense of things. But I love that they they still leave you like, but it still could be he just he, this could really just be all in his head. He could really be in the psych ward, you know? Yeah, but. I think that with the Arthur Harrow stuff, they're really uh, making you guess, well, yeah, but this guy, like, that's how good all the actors are. Ethan Hawke, you're like, yeah. okay, this this character he's playing here almost seems all the things he's saying are the right things to say to make you go, yeah, he's probably in the afterlife. If this isn't all just a dream, like when you get, you know, when they say when you get, uh, when you die, you see, like, your entire life in half a second. So yeah. maybe this is all happening in like the half a second he's falling into the water and he's not dead at all. So this is all in right. his mind, not an afterlife. But if it is the afterlife, 
then of course the Arthur Harrow character is like making you think, yeah, but is he, he's, he's saying all the right things and he's, yeah. he's doing all the right things. So it's, it's keeping you on your toes. It's like you're standing on sand and you, you can't get your footing at any point in this series. Yeah. That's the, I mean, that's the best thing about it for me is that like, that's what keeps it interesting. And I haven't gotten bored yet. I remember the first half of last episode, I was kind of thinking like, okay, what are they doing? Are Indiana Jones, or they're doing some Temple of Doom stuff. And then it just took this wild turn and that, I'm I'm right back in it. You know, at first it was like, okay, we're doing Egyptian archaeology stuff, cool. Um, but you know, it's not blowing my skirt up. But then when they did the whole crazy turn, it was like, ah, this it just it became my favorite episode at that point. It was like, yeah, it oh, okay. Oh, and I love the hippo god, uh, Tanawit, or what's her name? Tara. Yeah, Tarawit, I think. Yeah, something. Yeah, something. Whoever's doing the voice of it is just doing a fantastic job. It's just yeah, yeah. Great. And you you spoke to the acting too, yeah, man. It's not just. I mean, obviously, Ethan Hawke is doing fantastic. So much so that, you know, you hate the guy up until episode five, yeah. and now you're almost like, okay, if this is just a different version of him, I kind of like it. Like, yeah. he seems like a good guy. He's actually trying to help. I mean, it's that convincing, yeah. you know. And I feel like they've done such a good job at putting the audience into Mark's shoes. Like, you're just as confused as Mark is throughout this whole thing. Like, what is real? Yeah. And can we talk about how good Oscar Isaac is? Like, the two yeah. characters are so – like, his face even changes when he's Stephen Grant. Like, he becomes a little more buck His I don't know how yeah. he somehow gets his jaw to be less square. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. It's just – Amazing that this is the same guy doing both those roles. I mean, this is what actors are supposed to do, but he's, he's just doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I don't think it's often that actors get a chance to do it in the same series or film. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, pl- play the different things. I've always found that really interesting when people get to do that. Yeah. Um, like, play several different people in one thing. And lots of times it's in the comedy and it's cartoonish, a lot of the characters, and these, these mm-hmm. ones aren't. Like, the, the writers are really good, too. The, the dialogue they gave him for Stephen Grant, like, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is British dialogue versus yeah. everything that uh, Mark Spector's doing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it's it's completely believable. All the little like euphemisms and like just the the speech that he has, the slang terms that he uses, like yeah, yeah, it yeah. just rolls off his tongue naturally. It really does. Like I said in the beginning, I wasn't sure. I was like, wait a minute, is Oscar Isaac British or I can't remember? <laughs> like, you know, have I ever seen an interview with him where he? Okay, I don't I don't remember. But yeah, it's. It's great. I, I, he does such a great job at doing both, and you know, it also makes me wonder because they have hinted at a third personality, a third alter here, where I don't know if I don't know if they do like how they cram that into the final episode, but that would be even one more person for him to play, which would be really interesting to see. Well, yeah, because in this we get rid of Stephen Grant supposedly, so mm-hmm. if it was about multiple personalities, then I assume this. Other Jake Lockley, this other personality, is going to come up because they've talked about him. They've talked about, well, someone else took control of the body. And it's not either of us two. So what's yeah. going on? And so he's either got to be in with this last episode or it's got to be the cliffhanger to the next season where this other personality shows up. Yeah, that might be cool. Like, yeah. I, let me just I, I would ask you this at the end, but why not? I mean, the episodes like this, let's make our episode like this. It's just yeah, all yeah, over the place. <laughs> so. Um, for me, I'm really happy that we haven't gotten much 
greater MCU stuff in this series at all. It's like very small scale story. It's all about Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, Moon Knight. That's all it's about. It's not. It's not taught. They haven't. They made one reference that I can that I've noticed, and that was today when they reference. Uh, oh shit! Two. Okay, so Madripoor, and then yeah. in this episode, uh, they mentioned uh, the Wakandan afterlife, right? The, oh, yeah. the what's it called? Spectral plane? All theory, what is it called? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something <laughs> plane, right? <laughs> and, uh, astral plane. There you go. And um, so that's the only two references, and those are mild. I mean, those that, yeah. those aren't like, oh hey, remember when Thanos? You know, did the, it, there's nothing like that. And so we haven't seen any other characters show up. And for me, I'm thrilled about that because I feel like we don't need it yet. No. You know? We don't really but, need it at all. I mean, these are different stories. I mean, a lot of right. things is going on on these planets. So if something yeah. happens here, then if all these things are happening, you just focus on what's near you because you can't focus on everything. So why why bring in all this other stuff? Everyone knows it's in the MCU if you want to bring – him into the new Doctor Strange, or you want to bring him into something down the road, then great. Yeah. Not necessary. People are watching. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anything needs to be forced into it. I, I, I fear, though, that they will. Either with the post-credits or something, they'll somehow tie it in. But what I would like to see is kind of what you just said. If they do do a post-credits for this, I hope that it only involves this story. Yeah. It doesn't ta- It doesn't allude to... Kang, it doesn't allude to Blade, like, you know, nothing like that. Yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't set you up for Multiverse of Madness. It just gives you a tease for the next season, if there's going to be one, of Moon Knight. And that, that's the thing. They're saying that because Moon Knight and Hawkeye were uh, put into some category for Emmys or something like that in miniseries where Loki mm. was put into series for consideration, that th- this might just be... Hawkeye and this might just be one-offs and we're not getting more of yeah. these series, but then it doesn't mean that they can't become a big part of another series. Like Echo is going to have her own series from, from right. uh, Hawkeye, so who knows? Right, and um, Oscar Isaac has even said in interviews, but you can't take any of this seriously. We just watched a guy deny that he was in a film for like over a year straight. With a straight face. Yeah, for for uh, like a year straight, just being like, I'm not, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not, I just don't want, I don't want to build expectations for you guys. I'm sorry, I'm not in it, you know. Yeah. I just think that when it comes to these Marvel like non-disclosures and like, you know, we talked about in the beginning of this episode, like you can't talk about stuff that's not out yet or things that are going to pop up in the future. So, but I'm, I, it could be that Oscar Isaac hasn't signed anything yet to go forward. And they're yeah. going to see how this plays out because it is a first of its kind. Mm-hmm. And it could be just that Hawkeye and Moon Knight were too close to the ballots that they weren't sure if they're going to give another season. So they had to put it in a miniseries. Yeah. And then they'll give it uh, extra seasons, which I hope is the case. Sure. And then with Hawkeye, you know, obviously it, it also it could be it could very well be a one off. Whereas this one seems more like the beginning of something. Hawkeye kind of seems like the end of slash passing of the torch of something to where maybe she just goes on in the films as the new Hawkeye, you know, not. Or Hawkeye, that six episode miniseries is a miniseries. And then there's going to be a Hawkeye and Black Widow miniseries with the new Hawkeye and the new Black Widow. And then Jeremy Renner will appear in there. Yeah. yeah, So, yeah, I love it. And I, and I love the idea too, that we don't, most of these series aren't confirming a season two. They're just miniseries. Like I, I like, 
that they're standalones, at yeah. least in theory, to start with. Like, they're not, like, jumping ahead, like, okay, we're going, you know, six seasons of this, like, I'm, so far I'm thrilled with all these series. And not saying that, like, they're all super amazing, or that they're all my favorites, but just that they exist and that they're doing it in the way they are, like, you know, random episode length, whatever they think they need, uh, six episodes for most series. I just think it's, it's so smart. And I, other people are, I, I would say other people did do it, but not as much. I think Disney, the Disney Plus it is really showing how much you can get done mm-hmm. by just, you know, being a minimalist and giving like, okay, let's fit this into six episodes. Nobody yeah. needs 10 episodes. You don't need a lull in the middle. You don't need a side off, like a, a, a branch off to random story for no reason. Don't put filler in there. Just tell the story you're telling. And I think that Disney is showing better than anyone else has that that's what you should do. Cause I know all of us watching something really great like Daredevil or the Punisher series sat through that and it was like, this is such a great series, but you can at, at least pick out one episode that you could do without. Like you're like, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's usually about three or four, but uh, especially yeah, right in the middle, episode, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think Disney plus knows that what they're doing is not even making a mini series. And then another mini series, they're making one series called Marvel plus and they're just, yeah. this is storyline. Now we're in this six episode storyline. Now this, cause they're just, it's pretty much the year round with maybe a few weeks off here. And, and yeah. I, I guess probably the longest gap was before this one to, yeah. in between Hawkeye and this one. And it doesn't look like there's going to be that much of a gap between the next one. What's the next one? Is it June 8th, Ms. Marvel? Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Marvels or? Uh, no, Ms. Marvel. Oh, right. They're doing- right. Yes, yes, yes. Right. They're doing the Ms. Marvel series. Well, Multiverse of Madness comes out right as this series ends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then they're going to give it a, a, a month to dominate the theaters, and they're going to come back with Ms. Marvel. And then I think She-Hulk is after that in terms of series. Yeah. Uh, but Thor Love and Thunder is the next film, I think, over the summer. Yeah, yeah. So. Can't wait for the She-Hulk series. I'm a She-Hulk fan, too. So I love yeah. I hope they do a lot of lawyer stuff, too. Which I'm <laughs> interested in that. Nobody else wants that. Just me. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean. cases. Well, we saw, um, you know, Matt Murdock doing his thing. Like, we yeah. were entertained by that, so. Oh, he's going to be in that one, isn't he? Probably. Probably show yeah. up. He's, well, you have the other big lawyer in the MCU, and you're not going to. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, let's go kind of from the beginning here. So, it, we, we talk, uh, we, we go right into where we were last week with this hippo, Tarawit, showing up and scaring the hell out of. Stephen and and Mark, and then we immediately go back to the psychiatrist's office and are being told that like okay none of that even happened. You didn't get up out of here, get up and run out of this room and run down the hallway like you're still here, still in the office, still crazy buddy. Like here you are. So that's you know we're like what is what is happening here? What is happening? But I like that it quickly goes right back out. Right back out to like, and, but then they're confused, right? Just like we are. Like, Mark is like, wait, I mean, I think I really am. I'm just in a mental institution. And then, you know, Stephen's like, nah, no, they're saying we're here we're in the afterlife. This is, you know, and I, that's when they first get this realization that Terrawood tells them that they're actually dead. You're not in a, you know, this is all in your mind. The mental institution, all of this. Cool. You're actually, yeah, you're on your way. 
to be judged and and whether you're going to be in the field of uh, field of reeds or in the what is it the the duot the sands of the duot yeah yeah so what do you make of that how they how they keep tricking you like they keep going back and forth from the doctor's office to continuing the story it's it's good because it keeps you on your toes but i think almost everyone who watches it thinks that the afterlife one is the real one so that makes yeah. me think maybe it's not just because yeah. you want to pull. They seem to like pulling the rug out from under you. So maybe yeah. the thing Ethan Hawke is the psychiatrist who looks like Stan Lee, like Ned Flanders, but he, it looks like they make yeah. Stan Lee. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, true. I love so, the, the Ned Flanders line too, though. Yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> well, they own Simpsons now, don't they? So mm-hmm. yeah, they can do that. They can basically reference anything they want at this point. There's a few select things that are owned by DC, Warner Brothers, that they can't reference, but everything else is fair game. So, yeah, um, I think it, it's it got to be that it is the afterlife, but then is it? I don't know. I know. That's the fun part, though. Like, that's, that's what's so great about it is that, like, they don't – they could have very well just, like, say, say it really is the afterlife, and that's what happens because this is – a theme in the comic books as well, like he's died several times, been b- brought back by Khonshu. So it's it's a thing that happens. And it's a, a big thing in Egyptian uh, mythology. A lot of it's about death. Like three of the gods are about death, like Osiris, Anubis, uh, mm-hmm. Khonshu. Like they're they're all they all have something to do with death and rebirth and stuff like that. So it's it's I mean because of what they're doing, it should be that this is the real one. Right. But yeah. Yeah, but but I love that, that they don't just – because they very well could have just never went back and played with us, like never went back to that and just been like, okay, he's in the afterlife. That's what's really going on here. Um, he's not a mental institution, and it just continues on from there, and we see him go back through his past and all that, and they never revisit it. They they could have done that if that's if that's the story they're telling. Yeah. But if if for nothing else, just to make it fun and interesting and confusing for everybody – it goes all over the place. One thing I noticed about it, this whole series, is it kind of every episode warrants like several viewings yeah. because the first time, I'm not exactly sure what happened. Not fully because it's fast-paced. It's like this happens, this happens, this happens. Where is he now? Like, And by, by the end, you're like, I think I need to watch that again. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, you got to figure out because you know it's a, going in, you know it's about dissociative identity disorder. So you're like, mm-hmm. okay. So this part is this, and then they, oh, wait, so now is it still Stephen Grant? Okay, it is. So now it's, you have to put it all together. But I think, I don't know, I was I was watching this one, and I was wondering if Stephen Grant, he's got, he's obviously, they explain that he's the, he's not the, the main person. Yeah. But did they tell you that, like, when they, the realization he had that he wasn't the real person, I thought he figured that out a long time, like, at the beginning of the episode. So it kind of threw me off. Did he not? And I watched it. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I was like, but I thought he already figured this out. And then I said, wait a second, I'm the duplicate. I'm like, yeah, bro. Didn't you realize that? Like three months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, they might've, he might've said it. Maybe he suspected it. And then I just like confirmed it 100%. But remember too, when he's in the office, um, as Steven, this yeah. time, like the first time Stephen has been talking to uh, Doctor Harrow, it, he he asks him, you know, like, well, did you did, did were you created? 
to deal with your mother's abuse or was Mark created to, you know, avenge your mother's abuse on other, you know, from by right. other people. So I don't know. I don't know if they said it for sure earlier. They might have just alluded to it possibly. I thought that that was the case probably, that, that he was the – just because he didn't seem to remember his past in the way that Mark did. Like Mark was teaching Stephen things. Yeah. Stephen didn't at any point have to teach Mark anything about yeah. his past. So that made me believe that Mark was like the primary, right? And then when Stephen's following young Mark Spector around, didn't his mom call – Call the guy Mark and not Steven, so wouldn't that have been your first clue? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah when oh, we first saw the kid Mark, so <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, he definitely should have. Uh, maybe he's just holding out hope. Or, <laughs> but or we just assumed that she said Mark, and maybe she never said that, and that's kind yeah. of yeah. could be, could be, because um, you know they do reference his brother. So okay, let's just say this. So the the terrorist tells him like, okay, we're on our way. You're going to be judged, um, but your scales aren't balanced. The only way you can do this is you're going to have to trek back through your past. You guys are going to have to be honest with each other and tell each other everything, basically. Iron it all out because clearly some things aren't disclosed here. There's some confusion. So basically it's Mark taking Stephen back through or Stephen kind of running back through uh, ahead of Mark uh, to find out an origin story in Episode 5. It's kind of – Another thing that they've done that's that's wildly different and kind of unexpected, you usually don't get an origin story the episode before the last, except for in WandaVision. Yeah. In WandaVision, they did the same thing where um, – what's her name? Uh, Agatha, the villain? Agatha Harkness? Or? Agatha, where Agatha takes her back through these moments in her life, these traumatic moments where yeah. these major things happen. And we got to see stuff that happened when she was a kid, when she was a young adult. You know, early on and when she faced off with Thanos and all the stuff that we didn't already know, that that's the only time I've seen it done. Like usually an origin story is pretty straightforward. They start at the beginning and by the end of the series or film or whatever, they're the hero. Yeah. 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 But well, I thought it really interesting that they did that. When your identity is an actual mystery, then I guess you have to unravel yeah. it later than instead of first thing. So. Yeah, it's it's really smart writing, I think, like just just the way that they. And that's why I'm glad you're here <laughs> as as a person who writes series like how cool is that that they're they're doing the same thing that other series do, but they're doing it in a totally different way. They're starting with the character that's not the primary character. They're telling the origin in the next to last episode like it's all mixed up and I love it for that. Like it's it never gets boring. It's never formulaic. It may end formulaic. I worry about that a little bit, like how they wrap it up. But yeah, it's they've done something really different with the series, and that's what's made it one of my favorites so far. Yeah, they're playing with the structure uh, in a beneficial way. Like they're doing kind of what Pulp Fiction does, right? It's Pulp mm -hmm. Fiction isn't in chronological order, but it's in thematic order. So yeah. it needs to be in this non-linear uh, format because so you can get the the theme from beginning to end, and that's what makes that movie so great. And they're they're kind of doing that same thing here in a way. They're they're jumping when they have to jump to certain parts just because because mm -hmm. of the theme, the theme of becoming become from going from a bunch to one to becoming to putting yourself back together, basically. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, they're doing a really good job. I'm, I'm impressed with probably impressed with the writing more on this one, even though I enjoy uh, 
<clears throat> maybe Hawkeye more, but this one has, but Hawkeye has great writing, but in the dialogue where this has better writing in the, the overall mm-hmm. plot, stuff like that. but the dialogue screen here too. Yeah, no, I agree though. The, the, the dialogue, the, the, the witty banter, the back and forth on Hawkeye was really good. Oh, was, I loved it. I just, yeah, I was just giddy over it. Yeah. It was really good. And, um, I remember, I, I remember loving specific things about Loki too, like just about how, how they would work things in and stuff. I remember specifically liking whoever came up with the idea that, that someone was jumping through uh, major catastrophic moments in time to hide what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that's so smart. Like, whoever thought of that's the smartest smartest yeah. writer in that room. He's like, I, I know what he can do. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but all these series have had some cool, really cool stuff in like it, whether it be, um, you know, great dialogue in one or – um, just the themes that they play with, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier for me, I thought played with a lot of like um, serious, like political overtones and stuff and like dealt with a lot of things that we face in real life, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but did it in this like different world. So it's not really our world, but it's like this post post Thanos world, but it resembles ours enough that we like relate to what's going on there. Like, oh, this reminds me a lot of real life. yeah. Yeah, that was the, probably the most down to earth of all the series. Mm. And, uh, and then this this one so far, I think it's the theme, like the the dealing with the inner workings of this person's mind who is has a fractured mind, and just the way they're taking such care with that, like writing that, like it's not. I don't I don't I don't know exactly. It's it's really smart the the way that they're doing it, like taking him into the afterlife and things like that. It's just like a way you don't expect them to do like a psychological thriller if that's what this kind of is. You know, it's like more than any of the others, they're plotting through character. They're taking the character and they're they're making the plot fit to him more than any of the other ones. And I think that's yeah. what's really what they're really doing well here. So I think, yeah, I think that takes. I think that's great because. Like I said, it's it takes away the formula a little bit, like that we're used to seeing. They they usually do a, a pretty much paint by numbers like this. Okay, this happens in the first act. This happens in the second act. When it comes to the films, at least the series have have done a good job at shaking it up, trying sure. different things. Um, but this one, I'd say more than any other, they've pushed it to a to another level. I think WandaVision was pretty wild, pretty wild idea. Like they were. Um, pretty ballsy to, to put that out as the very first you know it wasn't supposed to be the first but they're like let's just go with it um i think at that time everyone was just craving content at that time covid yeah. had stopped all production so the fact that they could get something out people didn't care mm-hmm. but because they wanted to do the winter soldier and falcon first because it was more traditional and that would ease people in and stuff like that but yeah like, eh, fuck it let's just get something out. yeah yeah, and and people loved it, and and it could have been because they were starved, but also it's just it was wildly different than anything we had seen, and I think probably wildly different than anything we will see. Like as different as this is, WandaVision was taking this trip with the audience through time and looking at our past in terms of like television and things like that, and you know uh, pop culture through the years, and it was like I'd never seen anything like that. Like let's pretend this is a TV show. Let's make all these references to tv and then let's this is a tv show it's like i don't I don't know there's a paradox in there somewhere it's like we're a tv show inside a tv show that wouldn't exist without the tv show so unfortunately once we got out of that they kind of shit the bed at the end <laughs> that's that's how i felt about it i, I thought all stuff was wonderful 
I supposed to be swearing here? Is that a problem? I can't remember. Not a problem. No, there's a little E on all the episodes, just in case. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've gone potty mouth. Yeah, we're uh, a more adult commentary show. So, um, all right. So they're, they're taking this trip back through time, and... Mark really doesn't want Stephen to see this, and we find out later that, like, the reason he doesn't want him to see it is because, like, that is why he's created, to not deal with this stuff. That was the whole purpose of him, right? And, but, oh, that's what I was going to say about the writing in this episode, something that I feel like they've done better than others is, and, and the acting plays into it, too, but just the emotion that they're putting into what's happening. Like, it's very emotional stuff, and they're dealing with serious issues not only the the did that he has and he deals with the, the mental illness that he has but uh child abuse uh trauma uh mental illness and, and your parents and how that affects the child like it's a it's a lot yeah uh actually not to toot my own horn there but it's kind of some of the themes that are in my movie the return actually where the there's an alcoholic mother and yeah and a sibling dies and stuff like that. So I'm watching this. I'm like, wait a second, you stole them. <laughs> yeah, Disney stealing from stealing yeah, from yeah. you again. Yeah, from indie movies. Yeah, yeah, they're they're big into that. Uh, yeah, um, and I think that's kind of why he created Stephen so he'd have somewhere to go, so he could believe that he had a normal, good life and stuff like that. So once Stephen mm-hmm. starts seeing all this, and finally learns the secret, then <clears throat> there's no real point for Steven anymore. Like, he, yeah. he doesn't need him anymore. But I guess that's that's where it all, all goes to, and that's where the scales start to balance. Yeah, and that's actually, that's one thing I'm a little confused slash half worried about here is, like, what do they do here? I, I don't think that, so they have Steven sacrifice himself in this episode, and that's how the scales are balanced. Once Steve finds everything out, and then... um well, we should say too that the outside the the outside world, the upper world starts to uh, come into play again for the first time in, in you know an episode and a half, and we get souls falling from the sky to the underworld, and the hippo announces, "Hey, this is not supposed to be happening. Something's going on. A lot of souls are being prematurely judged and sent down here." So, I think they're alluding to the fact that you know maybe Harrow has finally raised Amit, and Amit's just going buck wild, you know, you don't get a soul, you don't get a soul, you don't get a soul, and it's just like, so, that's, that's going on, at least that's what I got, I think most people got from it, is like, that's what's happening in the real world up there, is that Amit is free, and Khonshu's not there to do anything about it, so, they convince their, their new hippo friend to get word to... Layla somehow I I don't understand exactly how that works or how it's going to work but basically to get word back to real life um and uh get Kanshu to be resurrected so that it can bring Mark and Steven back it's like I said I had to watch it several times but basically yeah I that's that's what I get from it is like they're they need Kanshu to be resurrected but I thought that they would need I don't know. I guess maybe they don't need Mark to get it. They just need to convince the council to set Conchu free. Yeah, because they need to set Conchu free so then he can heal Mark Spector because Mark Spector can't go back to a body that has a bolt in its head. Right. 
Right. So, uh, so I guess the next episode will start with Layla making that happen, right? Because there's no That's one else what, up there that yeah. can do it. So. That's what I assume. I I'm a little confused as how they how someone gets in touch with Layla. Like, yeah. what is her connection to this? Like, whereas Mark had Conchu, and that's how that was his connection to Conchu and to the the world of the gods and the and the um the council and everything. But I don't know how Layla comes in. I mean, I guess anyone could just appear to her. I mean, yeah, why they not? did say that she was the next in line to be the the avatar of Conchu. So maybe that yeah. they already laid down the connection. So, uh, oh man. Dude, I hope no. Uh, <laughs> I hope this doesn't happen. But that just came to my came to my she head. Has the um, she's Moon Knight for a bit. Yeah, yeah, or just going forward. Yeah. She's Moon Knight. No, no more. It's too new. I think. I think they they might have it for like five minutes, and then because the whole point is to bring him back. Because they're not going to just leave Oscar yeah. Isaac there. They're not going to leave the star they paid how many millions of dollars to not be in the final episode of the, the yeah. movie should be stars in. So uh, uh, they'll probably figure out a way to get them in touch and she'll break in because she is a she is a, a tomb raider, right? So yeah, she'll she's very that tomb, somehow get all these statues, maybe all the statues. Like there's a lot of statues they turned into gods. They turned into statues. So uh, yeah, they gotta like release all of them or something. So. Yeah, I'm wondering how that comes into play. I, I bet it does, though, because it'll be like, um, you know, Amit is such a threat that we need to bring back as much as we can or whatever. And then, okay, so, Stephen, all these souls are coming down. Also, these these souls are trying to pull uh, Mark and Stephen into the sands, mm-hmm. and they have to fight them off the ship. Yeah, great and, and, and Stephen ends up sacrificing himself and yeah. ending up overboard, and that seemingly kills off the character. Now, I don't that's what I was a little worried about. Like, do they are they do they now say, well, Steven's no longer needed because of Marcus healed. Like he's went back and he's processed his trauma and, and now the reason he created Steven was for that, but now he doesn't need him anymore. Yeah. But I feel like that's a really important part of this series and what makes it so good is the the, the Mark and Steven, you know, the the disassociative, disassociative identity disorder is a huge part of the storyline. Um, yes, they could introduce this Jake Lockley character, but I think we all would love to see more Steven. Like, he's so, so much fun. Yeah, Steven's great. The thing that makes me wonder about the reality of this non-reality is Steven, like, there's only one soul, so the soul is in the body of Mark Spector, so... How did yeah. even this personality get frozen in this place where souls freeze? Like, right. they're not the same thing. So is this just more of his organizing, his trauma, yeah. his dying? Like, is all this not – like, that's why I go back to, like, none of this – neither one of these is real. Like, this is yeah. just mine going through all this as he's – the second he's, quote-unquote, dying. And, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Stephen's, Stephen's the best, I mean – he he's just so much fun and uh we we want to see him come back and who knows maybe yeah comes, like whenever he needs someone to decipher uh hieroglyphics he just calls on him now or something like that yeah I, yeah I think I, I, he's not gone gone yeah i felt like the the whole especially this episode but the whole series is, has really leaned into this idea of balance and yeah. balancing and so 
you know, that's that's where I figured it was heading the whole time is like, oh, we need to balance out where these per- personalities realize that they need each other, that they can depend on each other and that they're not adversaries or they can work together and um, maybe even come together as a, just a, a whole being and not have to be so separate. Um, I was imagining, you know, it'll come together where they'll just pop in and out at random and it's like just talk with each other, which would be great. Um, help each other out like mid fight, you know, not like we've seen so far where one takes over for a while. Um, but the whole series have been really leaning into this idea of balance. And so that's why I thought like, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. I, I thought they were telling us that, okay, once this is all figured out then it, you'll be a more balanced soul you can both coexist. I think but, it just shows that he doesn't need him, but he might want him. Uh, yeah. but also he's not balanced because there's that third personality back there. So, yeah. So, this, yeah, so this didn't fix everything. That's what I was going to say, too, because they end up so they end up showing um, Mark at the end in the field of reeds yeah. saying that, you know, his scales are balanced. Now he's in the afterlife. That's not where he wanted to go. Honestly, he wanted to get back to life. So he's not where he wants to be right now. Yeah. But, yeah, as you we were saying, like this other character, if they do introduce him, how does that play into all this? Where was that personality created? Was there another trauma Later in Mark's life, where another one, or did Steven create a personality that Mark doesn't know? You know what I mean? Like that would be funny. Steven creates a different kind of Mark Specter because he needs a mercenary type, not realizing that he already he is the the product of a mercenary. So he creates yeah, a- create um because I from what I've heard, and you probably know more about this, but the Jake Lockley character is like a boxer. Yeah, he's or, like a cab driver, but I think he also does like. He's the, he was the personality that could talk to the guys on the street. Like, yeah. So he's like a New York tough guy type. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he knew all the people okay. in all the dingy places type thing. So I imagine that Steven wanted, needed a tough guy because, you know, he was such a timid guy. He needed a tough guy persona. He didn't know Mark existed. Yeah. Maybe he created Jake Lockley. That would be cool. That would be cool. And didn't know it even that he created him. Yeah, um, but I they definitely, they've done too much alluding to this third personality to not do something with it yeah yeah he's got to yeah he's either in the next episode when uh mark most needs it mark comes back and he fights stuff like that but he's still overwhelmed but he just needs mm-hmm. this other person and then this guy comes in he's like okay you're not strong enough for this but i am and comes in or he's in the after credit scene and alludes yeah. to or whatever yeah. yeah so so yeah not only the sarcophagus that they showed with the person in it um, but they showed them kill someone in the desert and they didn't know which one of them did like, you know, neither one of them did it. So they didn't know what happened. And then also the fact that, that I talked about this in the last episode, but early on in the first episode, Steven agrees to a date that he didn't know he made with a girl yeah. at work. Mark, I don't think being that he's in love with Layla and technically married would have made that date. No, because if he wants to save Layla from this conchu or all the bad things that happens, he's not going to bring someone else into it. So yeah, it's going to yeah. be a third person. Right. So is that the is that the is that the person that Stephen created, the cool guy, the you know the smooth talker, the you know I just felt like that could be him, but he also seems like he's got maybe an even darker side than Mark even has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of kills at will there. Yeah, Mark. It's a mercenary who kills when he has to kill the bad guys. This Jake Lockley guy might kill just for his yeah. own benefit. Like, mm, yeah, an even scarier 
scarier guy. But it, it'll be interesting if Oscar Isaac gets to do, you know, another voice by the end of this thing. I would like to see it happen um, in this series. And I hope that I'm hope that I'm wrong. I'm not saying that they shouldn't at any point ever uh, change the sex of Moon Knight uh, down the road. They seem to be doing that with other characters, you know, the next generation of characters. But it seems too early to introduce, you know, this wonderful actor as this character yeah. and then and then quickly switch it out for someone. That would be like the the worst bait and switch. I would be so upset that like we didn't at least get Oscar Isaac showing up in a film or two or or season two or, or what have you. I want to see more of him after this series. He's been too good. Yeah. Uh, and I think it, it, like you say, it's, it's too early. I don't think they ever do it that early. I mean, the only way they were forced to was Chad, Chadwick Boseman when he passed away. They're going to be forced mm-hmm. to do that. But I think they play around with the character as long as they can until that actor doesn't want to do it. And then they find a replacement, whether it's female, male, whatever, um, which yeah. is fine because they want to keep their universe going and they want to stitch it together until they can, make hordes and hordes of more money with Fantastic Four and X-Men when they bring those in in a few years. So, Or yes. when they bring it in in uh, about two weeks. Yeah. Or a week. Yeah. I, and thank you. I didn't even have to do the X-Men reference in this one. You did it for me. So I appreciate that. Every episode, i got to work in something about X-Men. Um, oh, but you mentioned Madripoor, I'm like, oh, there we go. We can talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, do you have the same worry as me, or does it even matter that, like, if they end up rounding this series off just like any other series or film and go with a formulaic ending? I think at the end of the day, you've got to make it m- more real, because people have been, like I said, on sand for this whole time. So, you, you've got to give them something to hold on to for the end. So, I'm okay with them doing that. They might add a little bit on the end, whether it's an after credit or just like the epilogue for the, the series at the, yeah. you make you go, wait a second, was this real or what? Blah, blah, blah. But I think they yeah. do have to get real at some point to give you something to be concrete about the end. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Um, as long as they keep a lot of the other things that they're, they've been playing with. Yeah. And I think it'd be interesting. Go ahead. And I want to see more of the, the Moon Knight character, but I also want to see Mr. Knight, which I guess we can't see now that Steven's gone. Cause that, that's just one right. costume. It is. And I, I wish, I kind of wish it was taken a little more seriously. It seemed like it was all played for laughs, the, the Mr. Knight character. Yeah. Because it's like Steven's avatar, his version of Moon Knight, but it looks so cool. I wanted to see him like really kick ass in that suit. Yeah. And I think now that Steven at the end, before he died, he says, wait a second, I am Mark Spector, so I can do this. So he starts using the bat and just taking everyone yeah. out. It's just like, okay, so if Mr. Knight did come back, then he now would be a lot more, uh, capable than he was originally yeah and maybe that'll be part of the you know the balancing of the scales too is like you know maybe steven's a little more assertive and tough and mark's a little less asshole like a little more a little more emotional and caring and yeah 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 Yeah. so i i would i would find it pretty cool if they in a in a post credit scene or something like that, something at the very end did allude to the fact that maybe he still is in the mental institution. Like maybe they they show that Moon Knight action figure again, or um, you know something from the or like you hear Harrow's voice as the Doctor say something. What do you need from the final episode? What do you think you need for it to be successful for you? I don't I don't know that I need a whole lot, honestly. I think that they've done a fantastic origin story. I don't need the the 
they've had a great villain throughout this, I feel like, and I don't need him to be anything more than he was, like Harrow, at least. I don't need him to be anything more powerful than he is. At the end, I don't need a huge, huge, crazy showdown. Um, it can literally be just a... I'd be okay if it was just like a random a melee fight and there wasn't a whole lot of stuff flying around, um, but that that probably won't happen. Um, but I don't need a whole lot more, honestly. I'm okay like with the story they've given me so far. I feel like you gave me a cool origin that is nothing like anything I've seen before, and a series that has done things that have never been done in any of these series or any series I've really watched. And it's okay. It doesn't. It can be a soft. Like it doesn't have to be a super crazy spectacle of an ending i don't need that from this series i think it's going to be though <laughs> I, yeah i do i do too it'd be a big moon knight and arthur harrow who's going to be the avatar of Amit, i guess because they have to work mm-hmm. through avatars right so he's going to be powered up so they're going to have these two powered guys yeah. go at it and as long as that's not all there is in the final episode as long as there's a lot more to do with character and that then i'll be happy but i could i can watch that for seven eight nine minutes of them Kicking yeah, button using different aspects of their powers and stuff like that. But yeah, for sure. And there's a lot. I feel like there is a lot more stuff to tie in. So I hope that they don't focus just on that. Like, oh, final battle episode. Because yeah, there's so much stuff still to figure out. Like, what happened to Steven and how do they resurrect Kanshu? Who resurrects them? Like, there's a lot to happen. And I just hope that they don't like breeze through that really quickly. And then it's you know 40 minutes of boss battle um one thing we didn't really talk about is the fact that he had a brother and that that was where the trauma really started is that his brother died on his watch and then his mother blamed him for it and treated him like shit throughout his entire life but it wasn't like the kid got shot or fell off of a thing he got swept away by water so is he dead (laughs) yes and that's that's what i wanted to ask you about did you know anything about um, the character of his brother in the comics because I haven't read it, but I've heard people speak about it. And that oh, yeah. his brother in the comics didn't die as a child. His brother ends up uh, being a part of his life as an adult okay. and uh, becomes a nemesis. Okay. So, I don't know if they'll do that. Like, I kind of like the story that they told. Like, that's where the trauma started. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have found that, and I'm sure you know this, as a writer of things, if you don't see a person die. Exactly. If you don't see all, a body, he ain't dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we didn't now, but you'd have to assume that like there was a body, there was a funeral, all this, like we don't, we don't know that though. Cause we didn't see that either. So no, you didn't see the funeral or anything. You just saw them at the, at the wake afterwards. So, right. So uh, who knows? Be an after credits, right? Yes. That, that's what I'm thinking. I need to find Mark Spector. Why? And then I'm his brother or something like that. Like, yeah, that would be that. See, and that would be really cool because it wouldn't have to tie in anything else MCU. It would just be like more Moon Knight story. Like that. That's what we want. And yeah. I think, I think I'm uh, in the majority there with that. Like, I think people are okay with it. You know, there are some people I think out there always need everything to tie together. Like, no. uh, you know, Disney, Marvel, they got that idea from somewhere. I mean, people love it. But not every time, man. Not every single time. No, I mean, there's questions that need to be answered, and there's the questions that can stay questions, and that's the answer, mm-hmm. right? The answer is that it's still a mystery, and that's yeah. fine. Like, it's it pretty much comes down to 
did you hate the ending of Lost or did you love the ending or like the ending of Lost? And if you hated it, then you, you're the kind of person that needs an answer for everything. Whereas yeah. if you're okay with some of the questions being unanswered and ha- being themes, like staying where it wasn't in the theme realm or whatever, it's, then it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, they're not, I don't think they'll answer everything that you want because everyone has the questions that most important to them and they only have an hour to answer everything and also get the big fight in and also do whatever. So, yeah. And I, th- I think I'm the latter for sure. Like I love there always being a mystery. I love, I, I, I hated that they did a Wolverine origins. Like I, I, I yeah. didn't want to know everything. Sometimes I just want, like that's the most intriguing part of the characters for me sometimes is like what we don't know that yeah. we just, they allude to sometimes, but they never fully flesh it out. Like that's what I like. I love that stuff. I love a, I love a, uh, the born identity until he knows everything, you know, like then it's like, ah, uh, wish he didn't know. But if a character's around long enough, they're going to tell us, right? Yeah. 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 And I, for me, that's unfortunate, but yeah, I think I am the type of person who's like, I'd rather not know, or I'm comfortable not knowing. However you want to put that, like some people just can't, they just don't like not knowing something like uh, yeah, not having, having everything explained to them. And I don't know. I mean, both are valid. You know, some people want a, a complete yeah. story and some people want an open ended story. I like for me, I love when movies end uh, when you're like, wait a minute, what? Like, yeah. um, and I know and some people hate that, hate it. And sometimes you want the, the whole picture and that's yeah. that's great, too. And the, it just sometimes I want the, the mystery and I'll always want a, a mystery at some point in uh, a thing, whether it's told mm-hmm answered right away or not because mysteries are just fun and it's fun to speculate yeah that's that's half the fun yeah and i you know what i i was going to bring this up earlier and i forgot about it but um so have you seen the batman no i was going to watch it this week but then i watched all rewatched all the moon Knight so i could prepare for this okay okay but uh yeah all i right. have on crave up here in canada so i'm going to watch it uh Probably this, okay. this next week. Cool. All right. I was going to make a, a, a reference here to Moon Knight, and some people would have been really upset that I did that because I know everyone hates when you compare Moon Knight to Batman. Moon Knight fans, anyway, yeah, hate yeah, yeah. him to be compared to Batman. But um, I think when you watch it, you will notice a theme from this episode that is also in okay. right. in Batman. Right. Um, and you'll be like, huh, that, that's easy to compare the two. So um, – Final episode. What do you What do you need in the final episode? I mean, do you do you need it to be? You don't need that big spectacle. I, that's what's going to happen. But what do you need answered in the in the final episode? Um, I don't know if I need anything answered. I think I'd like to know what what actually happened in this past episode. I hope they tell you. Like, they don't have to say for sure 100 percent what was real, and what wasn't. But just kind of like, was he dying? Was there an afterlife? Um, but I want to know that, but I don't need a hundred percent concrete answers for that. Um, I think I want, uh, Mark Spector and Layla to, to figure some things out together. Um, yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's it really. I mean, I've got, wrote down some like odds and ends here that for house cleaning yeah. things, like, I don't know if you want to get into yeah. do these things. Do you think that, uh, that the the first scene you see in the, the the TV show is Ethan Hawke breaking up glass and putting it in his shoes and walking around in his shoes and every once in a while through the series you can hear the glass still in there. Yeah. Like, are they going to explain why he did that? Like, is it just I'm a badass? I walk in glass, or 
Or is uh, it, oh, I need to be punished myself all the time, so I have to have glass on me. Cause yeah. I, 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 that's kind of what I got from it is like, um, uh, what is it that like priests do a lot of times, at least in films, I don't know how, how oh, realistic they it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like pay, they're playing, paying penance through pain and like yeah, yeah. Being, punishing themselves. That's what I got from it is he's just like, this is what I have to do to be worthy of even being this uh, avatar for yeah. Khonshu. Maybe he's worried that he will be judged um, if he doesn't pay some price or something, but it was, I mean, that, that was a, a hell of a way to start the series. Like, yeah, I was like, what's going on, man? And then Ethan Hawke, from there on, Ethan Hawke's been so good in this, like not just as the Arthur Harrow character, but as the Dr. Harrow character oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. He's, this that's like star studded, man, with, with those two in this series and everyone else is great too, but I mean, they're the real standouts in this. And I hope that, I hope that more and more, you know, the arts will kind of take these these films and series more seriously and, like, give them the credit they're due because, like, how great of a performance yeah. by Oscar Isaac especially. I feel like it should be recognized somewhere, you know, and not, not a Kid's Choice Award, but something yeah, yeah, something yeah. bigger. Like, and I just feel like people, the, this stuff is so overlooked, unfortunately, because of what it is, right? It's like Yeah, there's this stigma from 80 years ago, which has changed. Yeah. Especially through the seventies and eighties, it totally changed and has been, but people just hold on to something that they were told back when they're kids and they just don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're all, we're all guilty of that for some reason or another, maybe not for this, but maybe, I don't know, yeah. something else in my life or in someone else's life that they've researched and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh, but you don't know. And I'm like, no, I don't because I didn't spend any time learning yeah. about that. So, yeah. Eh, yeah. Believe. I, I think I just see that how much it's taken over the pulp culture. It, it, it feels like at this point people are just being like naysayer. They're just, you know what I mean? Like it's so blatantly obvious that there's good storytelling going on here because just the spectacle alone is not enough to generate what it what it's generated. There's something okay, I, with the exception of like the Fast and the Furious films, maybe, but like. There's got to be more here than just superheroes fighting. And I, I think, to be honest, that's how my wife sees this. She's like, it's formulaic. It's a, it's the same every time. It's just heroes beating up the villains. Well, I said, that's not even why I watch it, though. It's about this, the, the stories behind it. And it's about, you know, the quiet moments, that the character moments that happen in between the big fight scenes. That's my favorite stuff about this. If and, it was all just fighting superhero stuff, then the majority of the Marvel movies, w- like, wouldn't be considered better than the majority of the DC movies, right? They'd all right. be intertwined, but Marvel's right. doing good storytelling, good character work. I mean, mm-hmm. they all have some flops and and some some halves of movies, and they're not as good as maybe a couple of DC movies. But as a whole, they're doing yeah. better storytelling. So, if they were all just superheroes fighting, then there would be no tears yeah. of how good something was, right? So. Yeah, and also just the fact that like every it's kind of universally recognized that superhero movies today are much better than superhero movies of the 90s or the 80s or the 70s or what have you. Um, and, and now they're doing the same thing with series and making them live-action series blow people away in the way that they never have before. So it's it feels like obviously there's something there. Like There's something in the modern version of these that is better than the old version. I think the old version was just about the spectacle. It was like... Um, yeah. 
you know, look at look at this fight. Look at this, you know, knockdown, drag out fight between heroes and villains, like Masters well, of the Universe and. They cater to the 11, 12 year olds, where most of these are catering, catering to older, which doesn't mean necessarily they're better, because a lot of the DC ones are catering to older, but are just. Like, yeah. they don't understand the characters much at all. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a different take. And I will say this about, about the DC films. I, I feel like. In recent years, I've come to appreciate them a little bit more, just revisiting them. I think um, seeing Zack Snyder's vision of what he wanted the Justice League to be made me want to go back and kind of, like, see the whole thing again as a whole. And um, I appreciate that a lot more than I did when it came out. I remember watching them when they first kind of like, this is not keeping my interest. But now, honestly, I'm glad that they haven't done exactly what Marvel has done. Because I don't know that I would like that either. Just like DC Comics were different than Marvel Comics. Yeah. I'm at least glad that it's not the same thing. I've heard people say, like, man, why can't they just learn from Marvel? Like, some things maybe, but I don't want the same thing everywhere, you know? Well, as if they just take from Marvel to make quality stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, but now that yeah. Marvel's been bought by Discovery, uh, it looks like they're going to do exactly that. They're going to stop pretty much everything they're doing and get a Kevin Feige in and do their DC version of that, which I mean, yeah. if it makes the movies a better quality of, of film, then great. But uh, yeah, who knows? So you don't yeah. think they're going to come back to the whole stepping in the glass thing. You think that was just a, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I don't think it'll be a, yeah. I'm not sure it'll be um a, like a thing that they really like go into like, this is why this happens. I don't think it's necessary, but I mean, it'd be cool to get an explanation of it, like why he does that. But I don't think it's detrimental to the story, so I'm not sure that we got one episode. That's all we got. We got so much to to tie up and get to fit that hopefully not 40 minute battle in. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't need it, but it would be cool if they explained it quickly. Okay, here's another thing. Uh, I don't know how much you know about the comics, but he has a best friend, Mark Spector, called Frenchie Duchamp, uh, which we haven't seen in this at all. But in the first episode, or the second episode, when uh, Mark Spector, or when uh, Stephen Grant finds the phone and stuff in his his, uh, apartment, Mm -hmm. uh, he goes through the the phone and Layla called, Layla, 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 and then passes by Duchamp, and then Layla, 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 Layla. Oh, that's cool. So Frenchie called him at some point. Mm-hmm. So are we going to see him? Or because this guy had his number, called him once. So why would you even show that if you're not going to bring him back? Unless it's just fan service. It's like, oh, look, his best friend called yeah. him. Yeah, could just be an Easter egg for, for mega yeah. fans. They they do like to do that. I mean, oh, you have yeah. the Thanos helicopter and Loki, like just random stuff like that. But sure, I mean, it'd be cool if they – like I said, set it up for maybe that would be a post credits or something like this guy shows up. Hey man, I need, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of you for months, you know, I found your brother. He's in the (laughs) backseat. Yes. All of it at once. It all, it just would hit him with everything. Um, but yeah, so yeah, man, I think we fully kind of covered the episode. Do you have any more, uh, just, I think one or two more tidbits. So, If I'm wondering now, actually, is Conchu real even? Because in when Mark Specter or when Stephen Grant is following little Mark Specter towards the the cave, mm-hmm. his brother, yes, he steps on a bird that 
skeleton that looks like Khonshu. So if he's yeah. pulling things from his childhood to make other things, did he mm. make Khonshu himself? Is he just like a he found a superhero suit and then devised this whole thing to Yeah. I don't know, keep himself fighting That that's interesting because when I saw that, what I was thinking that was 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 Khonshu in his life watching him much longer? Yeah, that you know that like, <laughs> no, I'm saying it, it could be, or it could be, you know, they just could have thrown it in there, but like, you know, for, for one more little tidbit to be thrown into his past or whatever, but what you're saying makes a lot of sense too, because like everything, it's just like that, the, the psych ward has all these things from all the episodes earlier and all the characters returning, but as different characters in this psych ward, um, that could totally be a thing. It could totally be a thing. Like, or maybe they'll allude to that at the end. Like, it was all made up. Not only did this not happen, like, none of this happened. None of it at all. He has been in the psych ward the entire time. And maybe it's been Stephen Grant all along. Because if you remember it's oh. just the first episode when uh, he's in the gift shop, he's unpacking a bunch of the hippo god, a bunch of yeah. panels or whatever, or tarot yeah. So it's just like, so is, that, is he just picking stuff out of his life and then his brain is creating a whole new new thing for it? But then maybe he just created this afterlife thing still. Yeah. It, it all comes it's, down to whether that's true or not, or just his brain trying to piece things together. So it created this whole afterlife thing. Yeah. And I wonder too, like, if that's, obviously I think that's too much. Like it's fun to think about, but I just think for the audience, it's like, okay, we can't just end this by saying, all of it was not real. He never fought Hero. He never fought Khonshu. Like, Khonshu didn't exist. None of this really happened. Um, Bob I think Newhart that... comes over in his bed, sees his voice <laughs> from the other series, and it's, it's, all, uh, <laughs> it's all a dream. Yes. Yes. I, I think that would be um, too much for I, – yeah. I, I would be thrilled with it. I would be like, ha, love it. But at the same time, I just think the general audience would be like, what? You know, like lost, right? Yeah. You know, same type of thing, like, wait a minute, what? Come on. But, I, I was invested in this story. Now you're telling me this wasn't even, none of it was real. But that's not the, what the finale of Lost says. No, no, but in, this, in, the, in a sense of, like, you know, this, it has no consequence, really, on, like, the greater world that we're, that we're, if this has no consequence on the greater MCU, it's like, what? Why did we watch all this? Is there really a Mark? Is there a Moon Knight in the MCU? Yeah, they're not going to do that. But no. uh, I don't think. Yeah. But it's fun to uh, just to go with places in our minds, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think I have anything else. Cool, man. Well, look, dude. I enjoyed having you on. I really. Okay, I always good. like. I always like your uh, insight as a writer too, because when a lot of times when you talk about these series, the the most important part of it is like the story that was written that was put on a page that was brought to life. And obviously the, the director and everything has a lot to do with how it turns out, but you know, it all started as the written word. So well, it's the foundation, right? And if the foundation is faulty, you can't build the house on it. So yeah, they gotta, they gotta make a good, good writing. If you, if you want the rest to, to succeed, I mean, it can go wrong along the way, but if it doesn't start off well, it's just not going to end up well at all. There's no chance. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love being able to pick your brain about, shit too when it comes to like 
how stuff was put together and stuff like that. And asking you, like, what kind of stuff you appreciate as a person who does that, like, put stories together, like, hmm, will people buy into yeah. this idea or whatever? And I don't know. It's just really interesting to me. I like it. I like the creative mind. I like talking about how things get made. Um, but, yeah, dude, I hope to have you back for the uh, round table if you're available. I'll try. It's in a couple of weeks. Uh, well, let me know when you're going to do it, and I'll, I'll let you know. We'll see. All right, man. Well, thank you for uh, staying up late with me and, and talking about Moon Knight. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. See ya. Take care. All right, ladies and gents, that's going to do it for the conversation with Ken. Look, I hope the conversation was long enough that you don't really care about this intro and outro being short. Uh, I just, I'm on a crunch for time. I want to get this episode out for you guys. I'm literally recording it on my way to work. And if I don't do it now, in this short little time span, I won't be getting it out until tomorrow. However, if you were a Patreon supporter, you would have already gotten access at least to the video version of the conversation between me and Ken, which is the meat of the episode. You know, the most important part is the guest and I conversating, right? You can get the video version of that early if you're a Patreon supporter. It's only three bucks. Go check it out if you're interested. Um, Like I said, early access to uh, at least the conversation portion of the podcast and also um, extra podcasts, all kinds of stuff over there. Um... Yeah, if you want to reach out and chat uh, chat with me about today's episode or any episode, uh, past, present, or future, maybe something you're looking forward to, you can reach out at RealBrettScott on Twitter or Instagram, or you can email the show directly at MarvelPlusPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts and enter yourself to win some sweet Marvel merch. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Likely a t-shirt, but maybe a coffee mug maybe a popcorn bowl. I don't know what it's going to be, but likely a t-shirt because that's, that's what I'm currently working on. Um, but yeah, go hit it up. Uh, Marvel plus Patreon is at patreon.com slash Marvel plus and rate and review the show on Apple podcasts. Also rate and review, rate and review the show over on Spotify. If you're listening over there, you can't, uh, leave a written review, but you can leave a five-star rating and that does help the show to reach a larger audience. Guys, I'm, I'm sorry about the time crunch, uh, but I, I've got to get this thing out. I appreciate you guys, and next week we're going to be back for the finale. The finale with Mr. Chase Black. Chase Black joined me for the Moon Knight preview earlier before the series came out, and we did a lot of speculating and a lot of like wishful thinking about this series, and so now we get to meet back up for the finale and talk about how it all turned out, so definitely tune in for that. And make sure you follow today's guest, Ken Jansen's, as well, over on Twitter. You can find him at Writer K. Jansen's. I'll put all this in the description below, and I'll, I'll put you guys some links to his feature film, The Return, that he had come out a couple years ago. Fantastic film. I've reviewed it over on my YouTube channel. Go check that out as well if you're interested. Um, but yeah, check out Ken. Uh, prepare for Chase Black. I comment on comics, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, As always, my name is Brett Scott, and this has been Marvel Plus.